The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, I have a special guest, a new friend of mine, Matt Ryman. Matt is an author, an educator, and has become an expert in personalized health and prevention of chronic pain. He is really a visionary in looking at how we blend knowing about ourselves, learning about our bodies, understanding the history of our DNA and the epigenetics, which we're going to talk more about, and how we utilize that to really transform and maximize our health experience. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's great to be here. I'm really excited about this call today. I'm really glad you're here. So you have um, quite a successful uh, list of businesses that you have started. You are focused on looking at an individual's health care. I see that you really believe that in healthcare, the only way to make it worthwhile is to personalize it. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of talk about that these days. Tell us what you mean by personalized health. That's a great question, Cheryl. And this actually started back uh, almost 10 years ago when I was the healthiest man alive. You know, I was going to the gym three to four days a week, was riding my bike to work and back, was working with Olympic athletes. Uh, treating politicians and high-level entrepreneurs, low stress, high happiness, you know, eating healthy, doing all the right things. And the next morning, I woke in excruciating pain and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. And I actually thought I was having a heart attack at the time. Uh, I was 28 years old. And uh, that was a huge wake-up call for me because I thought I was healthy. And so this led me down a, a path of a number of years where I saw specialist after specialist and, and jump from expert to expert to try and get a diagnosis for me. Uh, it uh, was very, very elusive, and uh, we ended up in the, the genetic fields uh, looking at a terminal diagnosis um, that came back as a, a disease called amyloid polyneuropathy. What that means is it's a mutation in, in my TTR gene, and uh, so I was on a mission. The average life expectancy was 10 years, and uh, I was on a mission now to find how I could actually cure this or how I could you know, live forever. And uh, this led me down the, the very interesting path about personalised health, where I realised that I did every exclusionary diet under the sun, I tried every form of therapy, did everything under the sun that everyone you know, often does when they're in those situations, and nothing helped. And uh, I, I really ended up in this understanding about personalised health and uh, how we can all respond very, very differently to the same things, and more importantly, how we're all very, very different at all different levels of our genetics, our environments, our lifestyles, the stress levels, our perception of the environment, 
so many things that make us all very, very different. There's over 7 billion people in the world, not one single person is the same, yet we still approach mm. health or medicine or anything like that as a, a generic approach that, you know, these foods are healthy for everybody. We should all eat tomatoes and kale, for example, when we already know now in science and medicine that, t- that tomatoes can cause some people to be sick and, that, you know, and kale the same. So it was really the, the initial understanding that drove me to say, hey, let me find out. I need, by necessity, to find out what's right for me because what I was trying that works for everybody else doesn't work for me. And uh, this is really, the, I guess, the start of the, the personalised medicine and personalised health journey for myself. And uh, yeah, at the time, I was very lucky to be connected internationally with a lot of leading doctors and scientists and specialists. And we've come together to, to form this incredible collaboration that's really working towards helping other people understand in the same way that I was how we can actually be um, you know, healthy for us because it's a very individual conversation, health and wellness. And uh, now we're able to understand that, we're able to quantify that, which means we can have some hope towards what's coming in the future that you know, the thing that works for your brother or your sister or your friend or your boss is, is very likely not going to work for you because you're very different. And uh, that's really the mm-hmm. message that we have, that everybody on the planet is unique. Everybody's very, very different. So let's find out what you're, what's right for you, find out who you are and do what's right for you as opposed to the person who's you know, speaking the loudest on the, on the marketing platform. So, you know, let's go way back because in 10 years ago when you were started not feeling so well in that morning you woke up, you were very in touch with understanding the body, right? You were established as a physical therapist working with Olympic athletes. So right. you, you really were focused on the health and wellness of people who had to be fit and on top of their game. So this must have been such not only a surprise, but it must have brought up fear in you, right? This is a a big challenge, actually, uh, because I was there. I was actually teaching medical doctors internationally at the time as well, and uh, I thought I knew a lot, if not uh, most things, about the human body, as we all do in the area. And uh, it really brought up a lot of things because everything that I thought was health-related and would cause me to be healthy, I was doing. And uh, it turned out right. to, uh, you know, for me to be able to find out more specifically about my unique body and how I was very different to everyone else. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, for example, I was having my protein shakes after my gym sessions, as, as we all do, because that's what we learn in the literature, that if you want right, to have right. muscles and look good on the beach and it's healthy to have protein, then that's what you do. And uh, I found out from personalized medicine, understanding that my body is actually naturally low in digestive enzymes. And the protein that I was having wasn't getting digested properly. It was actually floating around my body and it ended up as calcification in my spine. And so these are things that we don't ever understand until you get personalised with the conversation because many people, it helps build a lot of muscle, but for me, I couldn't process that protein so well and that was a contributing factor. So I actually went on a, a no-protein diet for about six months. Very, very difficult to do. It was uh, you know, not the most exciting time, but it, it really turned me around in a big, big way. Another thing that uh, I did was to move locations. I, I lived in the south of Australia where it was a, a cooler, drier climate uh, and hot and, and uh, dry in the, in the summers. And I moved up north to the northeast of Australia where it was a lot more humid and a lot more warm in terms of the, the, the humidity and the climate, which made a significant difference. Within about a week, it dropped my symptoms by about half. So this is you know, wow. starting to understand the, the powers of the things that can influence our health. It's not just right. the things that we think. It's about the things out, outside of us and around us. And this is what we refer to as the, the term epigenetics. You know, epi means outside or above. So the things outside or above our genes that actually influence the way they're expressed. And so I was able to actually use and navigate by understanding who I was. I was able to actually understand and navigate the best foods that could switch my certain genes on or off 
or the, even the environments and the lifestyles that could switch my certain genes on and off. And for me, it became a game so, that how can I switch my so genes lem- off? So let me ask this about the epigenetics because I think people don't have quite an understanding of this. So when you are talking about the expression of the genes in our own system, in our own body, um, what you're saying is that you may have these genes that are from your lineage, but they don't necessarily um, activate in every single person who comes through the same lineage, right? Right, correct. And so we all have about uh, you know, 23,000 or a few more genes that are in every single cell that we have. And uh, a, whole lot, a lot of those aren't expressed or switched on. If you think of them like light switches, some are switched on and some are switched off at any point in time. And that changes regularly. We now know with all the science that's, uh, that's very well established that these change all the time. They change in a matter of seconds, in a matter of minutes. Uh, if we do exercise or, or less exercise, if we're stressed, if we eat different foods, they actually change gene expression, even meditation and many other scientific studies now that show you can change which switches are flicked on and which switches are flicked off at any point in time. And so this is now understanding that it's the things that are outside, like our environment and our lifestyle, which is the foods we eat, the exercise that we do or don't do, our climate or our, our current environment that's there. It's uh, the way our natural brain function works, our mind that's there. It's our natural talents and things that we actually do with our time. And it's our social interactions. So there's six main areas that we talk about in epigenetics that are there that are very, very important to understand what's right for you in those areas. Uh, because some people that you interact with, you know, one person may find someone, gee, they're a lovely person, very friendly. Another person might say, you know, they really rub me up the wrong way. Uh, another person mm. might be able to eat tomatoes and it helps them and that gives them energy. Another person may feel sick after eating them. So it's really understanding that it's not about the food or about the person or about the circumstance or about the thing anymore, which is where we're still at with society. It's actually about the person. It's about you. And it's just saying, how do you interact with tomatoes or kale? How do you interact with mm. this person? How do you perceive your environment? How do you respond in hot weather or cold weather? How do you go if you're a musician that's being a, an accountant right now or a natural accountant that's being a musician right now, how does that work for your body and for your stress levels and for where you're at? So it's understanding what's more about you and the person rather about the food or the exercise. And at the moment, that's really a, a message that we're trying to share with a lot of people uh, because if you listen to you know, what's in the media, it's still, hey, you should follow the paleo diet or the Mediterranean diet or the, yeah. the high-carb, low-carb, or you should do this exercise program or you should walk 60 minutes a day. We already know, you know this is the, the best advice we have in the governments right now, which we're working to change. And the best advice we have is, you know, everybody should walk or do some light exercise for 30 to 60 minutes a day. We already know that's going to make some people healthy and cause, you know, back and knee pain for other people. So it's about understanding it's not about the thing, it's not about the exercise program, it's not about the food. It's about saying, how do they interact with your specific body because you're very, very different to everybody else. So this is fascinating, and I'm sure you're getting um, mixed reaction from the broader medical community um, where some may see absolutely how this makes sense and others may say, you know, this is just another another one of those fad kind of a things, although the science is beginning to um, say you can't argue with the science, right? It's showing right. up. Well, I think we're um, so, in a really exciting time actually on that, uh, Cheryl, because... We now have the science. Everything that we talk about is 100% evidence-based science and medicine. And so we're able to have great conversations with you know, incredible medical doctors all around the world. We actually teach uh, your personalised health curriculum now in universities in Australia, in America. We run courses all over the world, throughout Europe, throughout Asia, 
Australia, Australia and the US and many other countries. Our, um, our, our work is in 89 countries right now. We're consulting with governments and other, yeah, other organisations. So it's a very interesting uh, time that people are very, very interested in personalised health and medicine. People are very uh, understanding that what we currently have is very outdated and uh, there's, there's new things on the horizon. And so if we're able to speak from a, a very firm place of evidence-based science and medicine, it is actually being very, very well accepted across the medical community. It's something that's new mm. information that's coming around. You know, we've done the best that we have so far with what we knew, and now it's just a matter of the fact we just have new information coming. And so it's a change, of course. There's you know, always people that are a little bit resistant when change comes in, uh, but it's being well received because we are coming from that place of acceptance uh, as opposed to challenge. Mm. And we really are an, you know, a very open-arms community saying, hey, you know what, everybody that, that's doing stuff right now is right. Uh, we're not pointing the fingers, nothing's wrong. Uh, the person who's talking about the juice fast or the paleo diet or the Mediterranean diet, they're all right. Uh, it's just saying, yeah. is it right for you at this point in time? And so there's no one that's right. wrong. It's just people are right. They just uh, maybe haven't seen the picture that everybody's different. And that's really our message is saying, hey, why don't you find out who you are, find out what's right for you, and then do the things that are right for you. Uh, there's, there's all these options available. Let, let us just help you, guide you in the right direction so you can do the, the thing that's going to work for you and keep you healthy and avoiding disease. So how do people find out who they are? That's a great question. I mean, what we know, I mean, there's, right, there's a lot of information. How do you do that? A lot of information out there, right. So we've we've spent the last 15 years actually uh, developing a way that we can quantify this information. And uh, we have the most incredible uh, team of uh, of leading doctors and specialists and scientists from all over the globe that have been working on this for for a very long time. And we've been able to produce an assessment that can actually measure your phenotype, and I'll just talk about this for one minute because it's, it's not too complicated. Uh, we all have genes, which is you know, the 23,500 odd genes that are in our, in our cells, and those genes are like the light switches that are either switched on or off. And whichever ones are switched on equals us as we are today, how we look when we look in the mirror, and even how we think when we look in the mirror. So this is our, what we call our phenotype. It's the expression of our genotype. So genes that are switched on equals our phenotype. So it's literally just you. The phenotype is a fancy word for looking at you, when you look in the mirror and how you think. And so we've been able to quantify the phenotype because we all have a lot of different genes that cause our eye colour, for example. So if you have blue eyes, we know you have certain genes that are responsible for those blue eyes. If you have dark hair versus blonde hair, if you have you know, shorter legs or longer legs, uh, all these things, every physical trait and feature that we have is, is designed and uh, is, a, is an outcome of our internal health. And so we're able to now, that the, I guess the pioneering science we've been able to uh, uncover is we've been able to measure and quantify the phenotype and now we reverse engineer and we know what's underneath that. And so that's been a real key is the advancements in this is now we can measure you as you are. You don't have to do any invasive tests anymore uh, in terms of blood tests, in terms of DNA tests. We can just measure you and we already know which things you have going on in your body. And so we've been able to put this into an assessment actually that takes about 30 minutes uh, and you can do this from anywhere in the comfort of your own home. We're really, really excited about being able to share this with the world and it means that you can actually measure yourself and get an understanding about who you are and the certain foods or activities or lifestyle factors that are going to be really right for you to keep you healthy and to keep your good genes switched on and your bad genes switched off. Okay, so when you say measure yourself, are you talking about actual measurement of like the length of my arm and the length of my fingers and the width right. of my waist? And yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got to, what we've done is we've gone and done all the uh, very uh, our overarching conversation here is how can we make health affordable and accessible for everybody in the world? And so we've gone and done all our testing with uh, the different uh, like DEXA scans, Odd Pod scans, basically any 
high-tech body composition analysis software that's, that exists. Yeah. And we've gone and matched that and said, how can we actually make this affordable and accessible? It costs hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for a person to do that. Most people will never be able to afford it or even get there. How can we create some algorithms that are going to make you know, something as simple as being at home as accurate as that? And so we've actually gone and done uh, and developed algorithms where you can use a tape measure and literally just measure some parts of your body. You measure some very, very simple things like um, the circumference of your wrist or the circumference of your neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might measure the circumference of your elbow uh, and your waist and things like that. And what this does is it creates an avatar uh, of you in, in the software. And uh, it, that, this is how we understand what your phenotype is. So you actually do some measurements with a tape measure and we've gone, we've tried to say, again, how can we make this affordable and accessible? We've gone from high-tech back to low-tech, saying all you need is literally a tape measure and an internet connection, and you can know all these things about you, uh, about your gene expression, literally in a matter of about 30 minutes. It's really incredible. And so it, it sounds uh, absolutely incredible. Um, and so I'm curious about um, if, for instance, there was, something about me that I didn't like. If I um, had, oh, if I wanted longer legs, um, could I do something to then turn on some other gene to make them longer? Well, the answer to that one is no. Unfortunately, you were, uh, the, the, <laughs> the genes that you have, um, are certain genes that are fairly set in stone with what you have in terms of like bone uh, you know, circumference, bone density, other things like that can be um, you know, very determined genetically. And so there's a number of things that can change and there's a number of things that won't change. And so uh, what you're able to do is to influence the things that can change and the things that can change are the things that actually matter mostly. Uh, your body shape itself or your bone structure is something that's fairly much you. Uh, it'll start to decrease a little bit over time with age, which is normal for everybody's progressions. But your structure is you, and we, we talk about this actually quite openly because uh, who you are is naturally you. Uh, unfortunately, with the media and the conditioning that happens with our minds, we, we want to be someone else. We look at the media and mm. see the slim supermodel with tall, thin legs, and maybe we all want to be like her, or we see you know, Brad Pitt with big muscles, and we want to be like him. Uh, everybody's different, and we all have our different strengths and our different uh, characters that are there, and you're you. Uh, Oprah is never going to be a thin, tall supermodel, no matter what she does, no matter how much, how many steroids or how much. Yeah. It's never going to be like that. And the thin supermodel is never going to be like Oprah, no matter what they want to do. Um, so it's really important to understand that you are you and you're here for a reason. Uh, let's help you understand who you are so you can actually really be um, proud of yourself, really own, own who you are, and figure out what your gifts are to share with the world because we all have incredible gifts to share with the world and we're all incredible in our own nature. So our, uh, our message is really to see who you are, to find out who you are and really get to know yourself, really get to love yourself mm. and really understand that and own that and be you because you're here for a purpose in the world and we all need you. Everybody needs to play their own role and play their own part so we can all get to where we're going in humanity. I love this. Well, we're going to talk with Matt more when we come right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest today, Matt Ryman. So, Matt, you founded this company, um, the PH or PH360. PH360, and PH is phenotype, right? People right, exactly. It's PH stands for personalized right? health. Um, so we're talking about personal health 360, and uh, that's the, okay. the, um, the name that we're using for uh, an incredible understanding about how personalized our health is and how we're all very, very different, very, very unique, and there's different things that our body needs at any point in time. And uh, if you think of PH360 uh, as a translation tool for what your body is asking for right now, Mm. And uh, the assessment that you do that we've mentioned briefly is you might, it'll ask you about what's your eye colour, what's your hair colour, uh, is your, you know, which uh, finger is longer on which hand, uh, are your ears mm-hmm. attached to your head, do you have spots or, or striations in your fingernails. So the assessment that's there is all about your body, it's all about your genetics, understanding your biology and the, uh, the, the information that's pulled into that from your avatar uh, is mm. very, very incredible and we're able to offer so many medical and health insights from that to help you navigate your journey. So. Personal health research. Well, so here, here's an example of something that uh, actually occurred for me. I was born with big brown eyes, chocolate brown eyes. And when I was in about the fourth grade, you know, so I was about nine, my eyes started changing color and started moving a bit more toward... Um, Light, lighter brown with gold flecks. And as the years went on, my eyes kept moving toward like a hazel color. And now there are times when my eyes are so green. It is unbelievable. And so, you know, and, and I look at that. I'm of Italian Irish descent. And, um, you know, I look, I, it was like, how did that happen? You know, how did that happen? And the same thing happened with my brother and sister, not as dramatically. Theirs kind of settled into the kind of brownish um, with gold flecks in them. But is this the kind of thing that is driven by gene expression? Exactly. And so we used to think that our eye color was our eye color. Um, what you're born with is, is how it goes. And we used to actually think as well in, in genetics, we've learned a lot in genetics, uh, especially in the past few years, we've come a long way. Uh, we used to think there was a gene that's responsible for lots of things, and even these days you'll hear the you know, MTHFR genes responsible for this, and there's other genes that are responsible for this, but it's not like that. There's actually a whole array, a whole a host of genes that are responsible for any characteristic that happens. Mm. And these genes are dictated by the environment and lifestyle, 
and your genes themselves actually have no function at all. This is something that people don't really understand. Your genes just oh. hold information. They have no function at all. And so it's actually the things that go and interact with your genes that cause the expression of their genes that cause the function, the physiology in your body to occur. And so it's understanding which things will actually function in different ways with your genes that causes certain genes to be expressed. And so if your environment and lifestyle is different now to what it was when it's younger, your genes, the genes you have activated or expressed, can start to change over time, and that's how you can have a different eye colour. Um, and so that's a, a really fascinating conversation because it is these uh, concepts that have previously, if you read most of the medical textbooks, it's not possible. You know, you're born, you've got right. genetics, you've got eye colour. In fact, most of our right. you know, identification software around the world is you know, what's your eye colour, what's you know, your birth date and the, our you know, ID stuff. This is changing. We're now understanding that this changes based on your circumstances mm-hmm. and environment. That's fascinating. So it makes me wonder about as we move toward this um, uh, touch identification and um, uh, vibration identification, etc., um, and... You know, even as you said, you know, the looking into the, the eyes and, and having that be um, what allows us to enter a space, right? Um, had that, how does this uh, work with that? I mean, it's a fascinating conversation. Seems, yeah, it could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a problem or an opportunity. And we like to look at, uh, at the fact that we can change as a great opportunity. And uh, if we can understand how we're changing, if we can understand the things that do change us, if we understand how the things that can change us can be very, very positive, or the things in our environment and our lifestyle that can be maybe a negative for us and cause stress on our body, cause stress on our, our physiology itself, or even on our, our psychology, uh, where the two forms of stresses are, we now know that stress is the number one cause of killer in the world. So if we can understand the things that stress us, whether it's our perception of stress in our mind or whether it's actually a physical stress, like it's too hot for me right now, it's too cold for me, for my body, mm. we can understand those and start to get people to understand what's right for them because everybody's very different. Then we can start to choose a life that means our body has a lot less stress regularly on it. The stress response can be the normal stress response, which is just the quick stimulus, the quick response. That's how our bodies are built. If we've got the ongoing chronic stimulus of stress, that's when it's very difficult for our bodies to keep up. Uh, so if we can start to harness this knowledge right now and start to have an opportunity to change that, then that's very exciting from our point of view. And it's not just looking at our eye colour or things that change like that. It's looking at uh, disease states. And disease states, any disease state that we have is caused from an imbalance, an underlying imbalance of the body. There might be some deficiencies or some, some dysfunctions in organ function or vitamins and mineral balances. Uh, all our symptoms mm. of, or disease states start from something like that at the very cause, at the very root. And then over time they grow and maybe there's an imbalance that causes our organ not to work so well. Our organ doesn't work quite as well and then our system breaks down a little bit and then we show up with some symptoms and we go to the doctor or you know, we go and get classified as you've got this group of symptoms and here's your diagnosis. And if you've got this diagnosis... Well, and this, the, is, the, this is very much the concept that a lot of the ancient medicines and ancient healthcare um, relies on, right? I mean, they, for instance, Ayurvedic... Um, I'm very familiar with that. You know, they, they really look at how the organs interact with one another and how your system supports specific organs. And you know, rather than saying, oh, well, your, your heart's not working so well, they look at all of the elements in your body and say, well, actually, they may say something like, you know, your potassium is so low that... You, your heart's going to stop working if you, we don't do something about that, right? 
Right. And so, so things like that, because um, I know, what are the ancient medicines that you guys really look at? Ayurvedic yeah. one. We actually, uh, we've, into the assessment, we've actually factored in Ayurvedic medicines and Chinese medicines, and we've brought that into the fact so that we can really look at the evidence base behind those, uh, those lines of therapies, behind those lines of thinking, behind the philosophies of their sciences and medicines, and uh, they were developed a long time ago. And, uh, you know, the, the area and the location, the environment where those populations were are very different to a lot of people who are living in different countries now, different environments, different lifestyles. And so we've been most interested in actually looking at, at uh, testing and, and the assessments of saying how relevant is this and how does it respond differently to different people following those methodologies in this day and age with lots more toxicity around, a lot of issues with herbicides and pesticides and environmental pollution and many things that weren't around mm. back then. And so we're most interested in the evidence base around that and we've in- incorporated and integrated the evidence-based science and medicine behind some Chinese medicines and Ayurvedic medicines into this system already. And it's very, very powerful because you're right, the, the ancient medicine certainly looked at uh, approaching the body in a way where we're saying, how is this actually um, going to be causing certain things to occur in the future for me? How, is this, how do my organs, uh, how does the environment actually interact with my body and how does it actually change who I am at this moment in time or how may that change who I am in the future? And looking at the preventative focus, saying, well, at the moment, the most important thing is how do we actually prevent any issues from happening in the future? How can we actually work in that, uh, that way and that understanding to be able to avoid any of these issues from coming. And so it's a really important understanding to say these ancient medicines and these uh, understandings, philosophies of preventative medicine, of personalised medicine, are really, really important for us to take note of in this day and age. And we're most interested in bringing the the current modern-day advancements and apply and justify the evidence for that ancient wisdom that exists. So you have spoken with um, organisations and pretty powerful individuals around the world. You have engaged with the UN. You have um, worked with World Congress um, looking at prevention and wellness. You've even had some engagement with the U.S. military regarding brain health. What is it that um, they want from you? What is it that they want to understand more of? Do they want to see how they can apply it? Do they want to see, um, you know, just for information? You know, what is it that they want to understand? That's a great question, Shell. and uh, there's a lot of differences in actually what people are interested in right now. Uh, overarching, people are interested in the philosophies and understanding the concept of personalised medicine first and foremost. And the message that uh, everybody is different, uh, for example, United Nations and World Health Organization, we're having conversations about how everybody has a different neurotype, uh, which means how different people hear the same message in a different way. And so the mm. message, of course, with a, you know, an understanding from United Nations World Health Organization point of view, have been you know, spreading the same message for a very long time that we all should eat healthy and do some exercise. We understand that um, you know, most people growing up, most people, if you went and did a survey, they know that they should be eating the apple instead of the McDonald's. Um, most people know they shouldn't be smoking because it contributes towards cancers. Most people know this, but they still do it anyway. So the, the conversations are around saying, how can we actually speak a language that resonates with each person's neurotype? How do we get through to these people? How do we help them understand that changing their behaviour is actually a possible thing to do? Because just sharing the message of saying, hey, eat apples and go for a walk, doesn't actually work for everybody. In fact, it doesn't work for most people. And so these are the conversations saying, how can we actually use and harness the power of personalised medicine to understand each person's brain frequency and different you know, dominant brain regions so that when the language we use, we can actually start to, to have that uh, really
really land for people and create uh, sustainable behaviour change. So that's some, some interesting conversations. Uh, US Army, for example, very interested in the, uh, the health uh, side of things. Uh, unfortunately, there's a very, very high rate of suicides in the Army, uh, PTSD, yeah. uh, so there's, and there's a lot of rates you know, in terms of the rates of suicides from people who haven't even been deployed. Uh, so these are very interesting um, you know, figures and consults that are coming now where how can we keep people healthy? And also, even from a performance point of view, um, if there's you know, men out in the field that can't sleep for three days straight, literally they don't have a choice uh, but to not sleep because of the environments they're in, how can we then support their health in different ways uh, using epigenetics and using environment and lifestyle to counteract some of the balances where you don't have a choice? And this is even the same mm. for you know, people. It doesn't have to be people in the army. It can be everyday life. Maybe if we have kids, young kids, and we just don't get much sleep, how do we then use our food or activities to, to support our body uh, when we're deficient in one of the areas? So... It's a whole range of conversations in the fields of personalised health and medicine. Most importantly, people are interested in the concept. It's a new concept you know, in science and medicine that's coming out. Uh, it's not well understood at the higher level. And so that's where we're starting. But it's a, you know, the application of this is, is very vast and very different. And uh, it's very, very exciting. So we're really, really excited to be involved in these conversations. So you, you say, looking at you know the neurotype and how um, the brain processes information, etc., can you tell that from this PH360? <laughs> you can, actually. Uh, it's, it's very, very advanced. So we understand, uh, again, when we build this avatar, we understand even which brain regions you're most dominant in and understanding that different people have different prominence or different predispositions uh, towards different regions of their brain working most, uh, most dominantly. And so from this assessment, we're able to be very specific and uh, share with you um, different regions of the brain that you're most naturally dominant in and even sort of natural brain frequencies. And when we cross-correlate that with the natural hormone levels that you have, which is something we can also understand from these assessments, uh, we know, for example, if you're someone who is more likely to be um, dominant in your prefrontal cortex or in the frontal cortex, which is more of where your know, analytics and logic and other, other things go, and you may be cross-correlated with a hormone like dopamine, which is more of a very you know, success-driven hormone, then you're likely to be someone who's going to be you know, very successfully, very driven, very logical, very analytical. You might be someone who's a great CEO at a company, for example. You might be able to handle stress better in that environment. So we can have these conversations versus someone, if you're more in the occipital lobes, which is at the back of your brain, or even more towards the parietal, uh, and you have more of a predisposition for serotonin or even oxytocin, you might be someone who's more likely to be an artist or a musician, for example. So it's bringing us a lot of insight for people. We know uh, just based on their natural biology and their natural function as the things that are going to be very helpful and very easy for them in life uh, to be in a flow state or things that might be very, very stressful and difficult because it goes against their biology. Mm. So it's a, a really, really exciting time. But, yeah, we can actually know that and, uh, and give a lot of indications in that in, in, uh, in a PSG60 profile. You know, it's really fascinating. My mind's going in many different directions, but the um, this speaks to some of the implications for leaders. You know, how do you, in organizations, how do you ensure that the people in the organization can hear the message that you want them to hear? If everyone is different and people generally have a different way of of processing information, which, you know, we generally know anyway. Um, but what is what do leaders do? Well, this is a, a really fascinating area, actually, Cheryl. I'll, I'll just share about this for a few minutes because it's really important, I think, for the audience today as well. 
as leaders, it's, uh, it's our duty or our role to be able to make sure that everybody can be in a place of health and happiness so that they can you know, be heading along their track. This might be in a corporate setting where we need people to be you know, more ab- uh, less absent, less, less, uh, have less absenteeism, presenteeism, uh, you know, less sick days, you know, more loyalty, uh, all those sorts of things that we're looking for in the workplace. This may be at home as a leader of the family, just making sure that people are happy, making sure people are doing things they enjoy, not having confrontations or causing stress. Whatever role you are as a leader, the principles are very, very similar. In fact, the principles are the same for everybody, but the particulars are very different for everybody. And that's a really important thing to understand. And so from a corporate setting or from a leadership perspective, it's really important to know who you've got in your team straight away and what their natural talents are, what they're naturally good at. And an example, we actually have a corporate application for this because we're really saying, how can we help people with health? Where does people spend most of their time? If we're not having a general conversation with them, then they're mostly at work. So let's have a chat with corporates so we can help them be healthy and happy at work. Most of us you know, struggle at work or spend a lot of time there. You know, the statistics show that most of us are unhappy with our jobs. But uh, what we're looking at now is saying, well, what if we could actually take the understanding of this personalised health and medicine? What if we could say, you know what? Let's say, Cheryl, you're at work. Cheryl, the best time for you to do uh, brainstorming or lateral thinking or you know, planning tasks or, or brainstorm sessions is between 9.30 and 11.30 in the morning. And the best time for you to have your break is actually around 11.30. And at your break time, here's the best foods for you to do to keep you happy, to keep you alive and keep you, you know, productive in your zone. And then after that break from 11.30 to 1, for example, you're best to actually start to do a to-do list and start to do planning and task-orientated things at that time. Then in the afternoons, you're actually best to go and action some of the emails and things like that. You know, avoid your emails in the morning, but do it in the afternoon. And to go through and actually map out based on your brain function cycle, when in the day is the task most suited to you so you can enjoy them when you're doing them. It doesn't feel like hard work. It's not stressful. It's not taxing. It's not not anything that's a, that's a negative uh, perception for you at all. It's all natural. It's enjoyable. It's exciting. And what that means for the, the leader is that you get someone who's so much more productive, so happy in what they do for work. But also it's understanding that you might be a, a, an accountant who should be a person who's on the road in relationships, for example, or maybe you're on the road in relationships and it's not great for you, it's very stressful. You should be someone who's in, indoors, you know, being the engine room, some of the back-end stuff. It's also understanding... Well, so, so let's go back to the, to the example of, you know, if someone's best time to brainstorm is really in the morning... Um, but, you know, there's this big meeting in the afternoon where there's going to be a lot of that, but that's not their um, natural state where they would be their optimal um, presence. So what do you do? Can you do something to yeah. help that? Well, then you have a lot of options because when you understand this, when you're aware of it as a leader, you can make the decision accordingly. Let's talk through this a couple of examples as we go. So in that example, you could have, if this is Cheryl, who was best in the morning, but the meetings in the afternoon, you could have Cheryl go and do her brainstorming right now as, her, as she needs to. She can put it together on a Google document or some shared document. And then in the meeting, she's already done her brainstorm session when all her access and information is going to be the best. And she can bring that to the meeting in the afternoon. Uh, that's one option to do. The second option is maybe Cheryl's not the best person to have if the meetings are in the afternoon for the brainstorm session. And let's find someone else who's great at brainstorming in the afternoon. The third option is let's put our meetings in the morning because all the people that are there in the brainstorm session are more productive at brainstorming in the morning and we should shift our brainstorm meetings to the morning. So there's so many different options that you can take when you actually start to understand about the people in your mm. team. And as a leader, it's really imperative that you understand that everybody in your team is very different. Everybody has different strengths. There's some people who are natural leaders, team leaders. There's some people who are natural you know, engine room, back-end people that are very reliable and solid. 
they'll never be able to sprint as quick as you need them to as other people who will be really quick action takers but they won't have the detail that you need. So it's about understanding you know, what, what strengths people have and placing them together and working the teams together really, really well. So you've got a lot of synergy and a lot of support there. And that's really the key in the leadership area, but also understanding what sort of you know, time of day, it's what we refer to as chronobiology. It's understanding we all have different times of day where we're most uh, prominent in certain things and certain areas of the brain and our function and what sort of foods and things can support that to make sure that we're healthy. So when you can start to get your head around some of these concepts as a leader, you, it really helps to see what, how you create your teams, what sort of tasks happen during the day, uh, even what sort of break times people might have or the foods that support that. And you can start to look at that organisation, how that, the team actually comes together to produce whatever you're, you're leading at that time. Well, you know, I, I, looking at the current corporate structure that most organizations, not most, if it's a very large organization, that's typically how it's designed, a big corporate structure. And I try to imagine this happening throughout an organization like this, and I think to myself, oh, my God, this would be so revolutionary that um, it would feel nearly impossible, right? You would think that. I course. mean, but, yeah, yeah, right? We've, uh, we've and, actually, yeah, we're already doing it. And um, if you, there's a, a site, you can go to corporate.ph360.me uh, where it's already there and you can find out more information about that for your corporate or for anyone. It's, it's incredible application of, of what we're discussing here. It's, it is, a, it's very revolutionary. It's the, the next uh, generation of corporate health and wellness. Uh, and it is literally a specific understanding for each individual. And then there's a HR platform that can integrate each person, how they fit into different teams, different types, different roles. Uh, it's, it's very, very revolutionary for the larger organisations can even plan integration with their cafeteria on site to have the right food for people ready at the right time. So it's, uh, it's very, very advanced. And uh, we're really excited about this technology because we're able to bring this to people to help the employee or the worker be really healthy and happy. But also the, the business or the employer is really happy because they get a lot more productivity uh, and, of course, they get to, to get to where they need to a lot quicker and, and easier. So it's a huge benefit to everybody, and we're really excited about just helping everybody be healthy and happy, whether you're in the workplace, whether you're at home. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. We're just interested in your health and happiness, and, and uh, we're trying to meet... Well, and so what types of organizations are you working with? Uh, working with every, everything from schools through to large corporates and enterprises. There's, there's no one in between, actually, that, uh, that isn't benefiting it from it, so... Um, the, it, it's really incredible. So I really encourage you, if you're interested, to check it out, corporate.ph60.me, and we'd uh, love to have conversations with any organisations that are interested in, in being part of the progressive movement. This is fascinating. Well, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to learn more about Matt Ryman. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. The future of online TV is here. 
View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Estabillo, my very special guest, Matt Ryman, who is the founder of PH360, and he's also the founder of the Ultimate Human Foundation and very interested in the ultimate maximizing our health. So, Matt, we've been talking about the blending technology um, with much of the ancient wisdom of healthcare and it's turning healthcare really um, upside down, and it's fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of systems that are um, they are built around the current system, the current health system. They are compensated around the current health system. Whether you're talking about um, healthcare providers or you're talking about um, hospitals or the government, insurance companies, right? I mean, there's a lot of, of entities that are, uh, who may stand to lose, you know, if this actually happens. And, you know, and that's given that they don't start getting creative about how to play. But, um, you know, there, I imagine there would be a lot of resistance in that. Yeah, so what we're doing, Cheryl, is actually working with these uh, organisations to help them, as you say, be creative. And we don't want to ever um, come across as something that's a, a challenging or something that's going to be putting people out of business, for example. What we're doing is to say, hey, we'd love to work with you guys, love to share what's coming. We'd love you guys to be on the, the curve to change. And the fact of the matter is, regardless of what we're doing and many other people are doing, the technology is coming in a very, very fast way. It's, it's, it's exponential, actually. So... Whether we like it or not, technology is revolutionising and disrupting how we currently do business. Uh, And we're just harnessing that technology to do with health and understanding that. So we really love having conversations with bigger organisations and anyone that's really open to finding out what's coming next. We're really encouraging people to be on the front of that. Uh, Like, you know, often we get questions about big pharma. Um, We, you know, there's now ways that you can actually approach your health without having to have medications. But this is about understanding that it's not saying pharma's in a bad place. The farmer intentions are good. They're, you know, they develop something that the research comes out that says this person's deficient in this and they'll try and create something to plug that gap. Like the intentions are still pure underneath. And so what we're saying is, hey, like maybe the medications that exist aren't needed so much anymore, but let's have a chat about the people who are sick and diseased. Let's have a look at you know, genetic targeted therapies if somebody has you know, late stage cancers or early stage cancers. Let's look at just shifting the paradigm of where you play in your business. Let's shift it towards the preventative side. Let's shift it towards the side that's going to help people as opposed to the side that's maybe not helping so much. And we want to help educate mm. people. We want to have open conversations. We're really encouraging people to shift and transition in this really interesting time uh, because you're right, the system that exists currently uh, is just a little bit outdated. The programs that, that, that run there are just outdated. And so we've got new information. We've got new uh, software programs, if you like, that are running. And we want to help bring people up to speed with that in a very uh, open arms, uh, creative, collaborative sort of way. So... You know, you're really putting help, empowering individuals to um, be accountable for their own health and be their own health advocate. 
And so, you know, what type of resources are you providing to support that? Yeah, well, it's a really exciting time, Cheryl. I'm glad you asked that question because we've talked a bit about PH360 today, which is the process we've been working on for 15 years. Uh, the most exciting thing that we've just been releasing now is a, a virtual health assistant. And this is a, a assistant is called Shay. And Shay is like Siri for your health. And in fact, it's already been dubbed that by the media. We've had a lot of interest in this already. And uh, you should be able to download it in, in the app stores right now uh, in Apple and in Google. And uh, Shay, S-H-A-E, is uh, a virtual health assistant that can literally manage your health for you and think for you in advance. And this is where we're trying to fill the gap or plug the gap here between knowing the information that can keep you healthy and happy and actually having that meaningful application of that information in your life. And so Shay is like your best friend that just talks to you in advance that might say, Cheryl, just a reminder that you've got, uh, you've, your intentions are that you want to be uh, losing weight or toning up right now. You've got a spare, uh, a spare uh, segment in your schedule this afternoon. Uh, we would recommend that you put your gym shoes in your bag today and go for a walk at that time. Or Shay might talk to you and say, Cheryl, we understand you just went for a five-mile walk this morning based on what your Fitbit or your Apple Watch told us. Uh, we've just adjusted your breakfast smoothie accordingly so you can have the most energy for today. I uh, might say, uh, Cheryl, we understand that dinner's coming up for you in the next three hours. Would you like us to assist in your meal plans? You might say, yes, please, Shay. Say, great, scanning local restaurants in the area and we'll go and match the different menu items and the foods that your body needs right now and can even book a table for you or order delivery for you to be ready at the right time for your body to eat it. It might have... Uh, oh, my God. This is already working this way? This is right. Uh, so the first version is just out right now. Uh, we're really excited about the future versions that are coming in that work in many different areas, not just foods, but also the exercise, stress. I might say, Cheryl, we, we detect that you're stressed right now. Would you like us to help change that? Uh, you might say, yes, Shay, mm-hmm. that would be great. Thank you. And Shay will pull out a, a funny cat video from YouTube and play it for you so you can laugh again or even delve into your music library and actually play a song that has a brain frequency that's going to bring that's you from a right. state of sadness into happiness. So we have, we have like one and a half minutes. I'm curious, um, just quickly, um, about the whole concept of being hacked. You know, there's a, there's a whole issue around privacy and health information, etc. Um, how does that get protected? Yeah, absolutely. You own all your data. We're very big on that, making sure that the person actually owns all their data. You're able to grant access to a medical professional or a health professional if you wish, and you change that at any point in time. So we have the industry standard encryption, uh, but you actually always own your data, and you get to choose who relates with that and who doesn't relate with that at any point in time. So we develop that in a very, very uh, understanding way for the future, what's coming, and uh, we're really excited about uh, being able to lead the way in this personalised health conversation. Well, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation, and we're going to have to have you back, Matt, because we could talk more about so many different pieces of this. I would. I know people are going to want to know more. So, how do they learn more, and how do they reach you? Excellent. Well, uh, please go and check out www.ph360.me. That's ph360.me. Me, and uh, that's where you can find out all the information about the things we've spoken about today. And uh, you can check out about Shay in the app stores on Google or on Apple. And uh, we're really excited about a conversation here. And if you want to know more about corporate applications, and if you're a leader listening to this right now please visit corporate.ph360.me. We'd love to have conversations with you. We're all about changing the face of health and happiness in the world, and we love people that are on board that conversation, so we'd love to hear from you. Matt Ryman, visionary, changing the world. Thank you for being here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Cheryl. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much. Remember, everyone, to think big. The world could be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. 
Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.